everybody. Welcome to the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode 215. Uh, and as you can tell, Larry is not here this week to do the standard intro, so uh, hopefully I did it well enough. But I would like to say hello to my co-host for this week, somebody who's been on the podcast before, my be- my good friend Rich. Rich, hey, hey. welcome to the show again. Thanks for always having. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, actually, sure. it was funny. I was saying to you, I was actually yesterday uh, walking around and I was like, it's been a while since I've been on. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I get the text from you and it's like, hey, you want to do it this weekend? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. See what happened. You put it out in the universe and then something happened with Larry and, you know, there yeah. you have it. Although maybe, maybe should I be concerned? Did, did you set this up? We don't talk about that. Okay. It's very true. All right. Well, we'll leave that alone. No, Larry, unfortunately, it was... Um, was busy this weekend so um so just first off thank you very much for uh stepping in it's all obviously it's always great talking to you um not only here but outside of the podcast you know we've become almost a pseudo thursday night gaming crew yeah um gotta love it man yeah it's a lot of fun you know we've been we've been enjoying the um the capcom beat-em-up bundle yeah on, uh, on ps4 and that's been great i've played a whole bunch of games i've never played before the, what was uh, the one we just played? Was it Armor Wars or something? Yeah, Armor something. I don't remember. What, but yeah, it was like yeah. Armored. Yeah, but uh, we got, but we finished it, which was great. That was one of the better ones on that. I have to say. Yeah, I still think that um, I, I want. It, was it Knights of the Round that was the be- like my favorite? I think. I think that yeah, that was the one you liked the most. Yeah, I thought that one was really cool. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a really cool uh, beat 'em up bundle. Uh, just a whole bunch of old arcade games for the early '90s, where they basically just took the same code and just reskinned it with other things. Yep. You know, which seems to happen. Well, used to happen a lot. I'm sure it still happens now. Um, and it just, whenever we play those, it always just makes me think about like to actually beat those games, how much money you would have had to plunk down into that, into that arcade unit yeah. just to beat it. Yeah. I, you know what, next time we play, I think we only have one left that we haven't beaten on that collection. Yep. But the next time we play, um, we should count how many continues we use to see how much money it would have cost us to beat the game in the yeah. arcade. How many quarters? Yeah. Um, because yeah. I know I know I went through quite a bit. With Armor Wars, I think I'm going to say I, pro- I probably spent about would have spent about five bucks on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that easily, easily five bucks. Because and that was a game, too, where it was almost like I felt like three times I thought the game was over and it wasn't. So, yeah. But uh, and then aside from that, you know, um, you and uh, you and your wife Trish are now getting me into Diablo for the first time. Oh, so. you gotta love the Diablo, yeah, and it's been fun so far. Now, is that a game where it's like, is there just like a, a set story mode where there's eventually an ending, or is it kind of open where it always like you can just go back and always play it? Both, um, there is an open, there is a set story that you can follow along with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trish and I, we, we played through it um, once, just her and I, because uh, we love to just sit down and just kind of have like something, two players couch playing. Um, usually we play like the Lego games was how we first started. And then eventually, you know, you play through those and you're like looking for something else. Um, so then we started getting, we found out that Diablo was multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then we got you and Jack addicted to it. And, uh, but when Trish and I were doing it, we got, we went through, there's like five acts. Um, and the storyline is actually really kind of interesting in terms of where it goes. Like, I don't want to say anything or spoil anything for you because you're playing along with us. Right. Um, but it's, you know, there's a couple of really, really great plot twists along the way that you just don't expect. Um, and then the other thing is, it's just, it's just a fun button masher back to the, like the old days, you know? And, um, you know, it's just, it's, then the other part of it is there's the, um, the, the, uh, season mode where you can mm-hmm. actually start roaming around and doing like, well, these other little side missions, which I haven't figured out how to do yet for whatever reason. Okay. Like, I think it's just, you go into it and do that, but I think it's actually part of the main storyline. Like you can branch off and do those side quests. So Oh, all right. I mean that. I mean, most of those games have side quest stuff that you can do, which you know, again, it's all about um, spending more time in the game. So the developers yeah. love it when you just live inside their games, you yeah. know. But uh, but yeah, so far it's been really fun. I know we haven't played it a lot yet, 
But, um, you know, those types of games, like, you know, the Baldur's Gate kind of games and stuff like that, those have always been, you know, uh, basically it's um, it's like us playing D&D without having to do the work. Yeah. You know, Somebody creating else it all. Play DM. Yeah, exactly. Somebody else is playing DM and we're just walking through it with a controller. So yep. much, much easier. Yep. But, um, but uh, yeah, so, um, so Rich, I know we were talking before we started recording, we were trying to come up with, uh, you know, an interesting topic and uh, at three, you know, and it's always fun when I, uh, Larry and I do the same thing. It's like, we start having a little bit of a discussion um, and then we come up, you know, we come up with something that we, you know, that just comes out of the conversation we have. And uh, what we want to talk about today, which I think would be interesting and something, again, we're 215 episodes in and still trying, you know, and still managing to find different things to talk about. Um, but replayability for games. So in other words, uh, well, you know, just games that you go back to and play over and over again, no matter how many times you've beaten them, you know, now granted, we talked about like with Diablo, where we said it's like, some games have this open world stuff, like even today, like, you know, games like No Man's Sky or um, Elder, uh, not Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, stuff like that, which like seemingly never ends, right? Right. But we're talking about games that like you can actually complete, but, you know, you loved it so much that you would go back and play it. So I thought um, we'll talk a little bit about that and why we seem to return to the same games over and over again. Return to the you scene know? of the crime. Yeah, why do we go back to the scene of the crime, even though we've already potentially completed everything there is in said game? So, um, so Rich, when when we when we came up with the topic, was there a game that immediately like popped in your head, and it's like, oh yeah, I know, like this this is definitely like the one game I know I've replayed the most, and I've beaten it over and over and over again. You know, originally I had one, but I think I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball here, and and. You know, my, my first reaction was Metroid because, you know, the Metroid, Super Metroid especially, mm-hmm. God knows. I mean, like I've beaten that, I'd probably say every two to three years I sit down at, with it and I replay it again. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go Tomb Raider. The original? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I, I loved, I played it first on the Sega Saturn because I stupidly bought a Saturn instead of a, uh, a PlayStation 1 back in the day nice um and then what wound up happening was uh eventually i got my playstation one and then my my friend john he had uh the playstation one and i remember seeing the graphical differences between the the saturn version and the the ps1 version mm-hmm. um so i of course i went back and i bought it and i beat it again on that and then just throughout the years i've gone back in tank control not tank controls but those hideous controls and all Mm-hmm. You know, and you just, there's just something fun about it, man, that I just love. All right. I mean, and I know what it is. If you take a look at both Metroid and, and uh, Tomb Raider, what is it all about? Exploration. Yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah exactly. Like, I remember, um, I remember when I bought Tomb Raider for the PlayStation and I was like in awe of just how, and again, it wasn't like an open world type of scenario, but just, just the three, you know, obviously the 3D nature of it, because back then 3D was brand new. So it's like, holy crap. I'm like, I can turn around 360 degrees and I can go in any direction that I want. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. And then, but, you know, of course, though, when you go back and you look at how Lara Croft shifted as she turned, it was like these little itty bitty step, 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 step. Yeah. Um, when I, and, and I've gone back and played, I haven't gone back and played the first one. I've been working on Tomb Raider 2 since it first came out in the 90s because <laughs> I and I've, I told the story before on the show. I got stuck at a certain point and I never finished it. And then somebody gave me Tomb Raider 3 as like a gift. And I've never even opened it because I'm the guy who won't play the next one until I beat the previous one, mm-hmm. even though they're different stories. Um, so every once in a while, I pop Tomb Raider 2 back in to see if I can make a little headway. Um, and then I usually get stuck and stop, but, yep. um, but so for two, so for the original Tomb Raider, how many times, like, you know, roughly how many times do you think you've beaten that game? Oh God. Uh, I'm going to have to say at least 15 to 20. Mm. Um, cause actually the other thing, and I, I totally forgot about this until just now too, is, um, back in the day, I also remember I bought Tomb Raider gold. For the oh Yeah. Because it had the lost levels in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I played through that. 
And then I also went and I played the, the Lost Levels in Tomb Raider Gold as well. And then also, the, you know, there might have been a mod, a certain mod that I might have installed on the game that, you know, I'm not going to say what it was. Okay. Fair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people installed that mod onto Tomb Raider. Yes, I'm sure they did. Uh, and I'm sure they would have wanted to do it on the movie as well. Yes. Certainly an actress. But um, but yeah, all right. Well, that I mean, and that's not a short game to play 15 to 20 times. That That's a major investment of time there. So, yeah. so I got to well, say. I'll tell you, every time I get so frustrated with the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. That board was such a pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that one, and then there was the level right after it where you had to get the three lead bars and touch them to Midas's hands. Yes. Oh. Gold. I can't tell you how many times I, t- I turned into gold on that board. Oh, I would do it on purpose. <laughs> you would just jump onto it just because you would be like... It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. You actually, yeah, I mean, you actually turned to gold, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But, and, um, you know, going with that game, you know, like, there was just... There were so many cool wow moments like you know the first time you go walking into this wide in the third level you're like you're walking into this wide open area and then all of a sudden you just see this giant t-rex coming at you and you're like shit you know and you're trying to like run away from it and shoot at it at the same time um or you know i remember the first time you got to the boss and it was like that big giant thing yep and you were just like you know you're on this itty bitty platform that's open on three sides and you're just like, Oh my God, how, you know, how am I going to fight this thing? Yeah. And the T-Rex thing was always like something that always threw me for a loop because it's like, we're, we're, I get it that we're raiding a tomb. I'm like, but a living T-Rex is down here. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I buy that. But then again, they also had raptors and bears and all kinds of stuff going on. And mummies. Right? Can't forget the mummies. Don't forget the mummies. Yep. And again, it was just one of those things where it was just kind of cool. Like, um, I liked how back then, or, or maybe, I don't know if video games uh, do this in general, where they don't really explain all of that away. It's right. like, no, it, it's just there. And again, yeah. it was it was like the perfect, um, it was the perfect game to introduce 3D and what 3D can do. So, yeah. Um, so yeah so like i said I, th- I think that's a good choice and the other uh, one too with the other thing too about it and i you know going with modern gaming versus you know back then um if you remember there was the secrets and you got that little oh yes absolutely and there was no such thing as trophies but you oh there was like bragging rights yeah you know once again like john and i what we would do is um we would we would the new tomb raider would come out and we would fight to see who could finish it first Mm-hmm. and do it finding all of the, the 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 secrets so it was like you know it's like oh i got you know three out of three. Oh, you got three out of three on that level you suck man i only got two mm-hmm. out of three and it was like this like uh, you know competition between us to try to see who could do it best this and 100 percent it yeah yeah and and yeah completing a game 100 percent back then i mean you 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 didn't really factor that in you know you never really thought about that so just uh yeah and to your point it's like there were no, I mean, there were guides and stuff you can get, but it's not like it, there was no internet that really, uh, internet was like barely, you know, it was just a baby back then. So there were no sites to go to, to look it all up and everything like that. It was basically either you bought a magazine or uh, like a game pro or an EGM or something like that, or yeah. you just figured it out on your own. So Although I'm going to, I'm going to go back and go, uh, do you remember what IGN was originally called before it became IGN? No, I don't. But if you say it, I'll know. Sega Sages. Sega Sages. And then remember, it was Sega Sages and then it became Game Sages yep. before it became IGN. Yep. Once they, yeah, because it originally started as a Sega site, Sega yeah. specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that brings me back. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move on from Tomb Raider. Um, yes, what was yours? Well, I mean, I got to go with the obvious one that everybody knows. Anybody who listens to this show knows or watches uh, Legend of Zelda, the original one for the NES. Um, I There was something about that game to me that was just always, and again, fairly simplistic in terms of the goal, save the princess, right? But just the top-down view going, like the screen continuation when you moved around on the board was just really cool. It felt open world. It, it was open world for yeah. back then. Because you could go anywhere on the board that you wanted to. Now, granted, 
certain areas on the oh, overworld yeah. map were more difficult. So if you went there early, you got killed quickly. It was the first sandbox game, if you really come right down to it. Yeah, it really was. I mean, you you didn't have to do, you didn't necessarily have to do the levels in any order. Um, granted, you needed certain items to get to certain levels or certain items to beat the boss in certain levels. But I, I but if you found like, if the first level you found was like level eight, and which you can do, like, um, you know, in that game, if you, if you buy a candle, you can find level eight immediately because you just have to burn a bush to do it. Um, you luck, can, right? yeah, you can just you can just jump into level eight. If you get to a certain level, you get to a certain area on the board, you can bomb a rock and go right into level nine. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. So I loved it. I loved that open world aspect to it. But there was just something about that. This and there's still something about that game to me that's just like there's it has an epic nature to it where it's like you're fighting all these enemies and collecting all these pieces from these different dungeons to save the princess and i don't know i mean i, I and uh, just the overall like i guess the mythology of the world as it's developed over time not just with the first zelda but obviously with all the other ones that have come out um yeah it just it just uh, there was something it was the first of its kind for me um and it to me it defined the whole top top down open world um game like genre so I can't even tell you how many times I've gone back and beaten that game. I, I've beaten you know, it so Here's the question I have for you. Yeah. First quest or second quest? Or First. I have never completed the second quest. Neither have I. Yeah. And in fact, that was one of the things where I was saying, like, uh, I talked about it for the contest Larry and I are doing, um, that I would go back and try the second quest. Because I, I, it would be like a whole new game to me because I've only, I know, I don't know where anything is in it. So. Yeah. So, and thank you for reminding me of that, that I have to go back and do that. You're um, but yeah, so Zelda is definitely the one at the, you know, got to be the top of my list. And like I said, I don't even think I can count how many times I've beaten it. I mean, if I said 30, it would be probably way low. So yeah. uh, it, it was also, it's also one of those games where it's like, I can also sit down and beat it. I mean, if I'm really paying attention, I can beat it in like maybe an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So you know what's another funny one um, is, and I've always wanted to do this, but I've never, I always struggle with trying to find the magic key in the eighth level. Yes. I've always wanted to go early on into the eighth level, grab the magic key and see if it works mm -hmm. in other dungeons. Well, the cool thing about the magic, uh, not necessarily the magic key, but if you go into the eighth level early, I think you can get the book fairly easily. Because really? I remember... If you go into level eight and you just go to the left several screens, I think right there it leads you to the book. Mm. And, and what the book does is it allows you, when you finally get the magic wand, um, it lets it set fire on the right. end after you shoot it. So, yeah, I remember, I, I'm pretty sure I remember getting the book. And you can get the Lion Key early on if you want to. Yeah. You just have to, you know, avoid basically everything. In the eighth um, level. <laughs> yeah, it basically. Oh, and you might need a couple of items from the other levels. So Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, that's one of the most helpful things. And isn't it convenient that they give it to you on the second to last uh, board? So the rest of the of game course. is not easy. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Zelda Zelda's definitely my first one. Um, what else What else do you have? Like, what, what's your next one? Oh, I mean, I have to go... Okay, so once again, I'm trying to avoid my obvious answer. I'm trying to avoid the um, the the clear cut Metroid, which, like I said, for me, I mean, I've played all of them uh, to this point. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna stay in the uh, the PS One, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go with the other, you know, the other really popular PS One game. Actually, there's two of them I could go with, but I'm gonna pick Resident Evil, the first one. Really replayed? Yeah, I. Between now, would you count? Okay, so here's the thing would you count the original Resident Evil and remember the remake for the GameCube? Yep, would you count them as two separate games or would you count that as one? I think they, I would count them as the same because they didn't really change anything in the GameCube one, it was just, um, and they updated the graphics and they updated the graphics, right? Yeah, so okay. I would say, I would say they were fundamentally the same. So, between the two of those, um, I would have to say I've probably beaten the, the original resident evil the first one probably i would have to say 10 to 15 times wow you yeah. picked the long games to replay i'm impressed yeah 
No, and I got to tell you, man, like, because, well, the first one, once again, you, you know, you want, you played through it the first time. And then what was it? I think you had to beat it within a certain time limit to get the rocket launcher. Yes. Uh, yeah, I forgot how long it needed to be. I if it was two or three hours, but, mm-hmm. you know, of course, it's like you have to get the rocket launcher and you got to experience what playing the game through what the yep. rocket launcher is like. So, you know, and it took me a couple of tries to really kind of get that down so that this way I only would have to get those certain things. I mean, God knows I couldn't do it now, but back then, you know, back in the day, that was my thing was I wanted to get that rocket launcher and I remember I got it and then I never beat it with the rocket launcher. So you did all that work and just ne- and then never capitalized on it. Bragging rights. No, um, but then, fair. you know, the GameCube game, the GameCube version of it came out and I remember beating that a couple of times on that. And then um, once again, I bought it when the PS4 came out. I bought it on the PS4 and you had to play it as both Chris and then you played it as Jill. And Right. So. Yeah, you played it as Chris and Jill, um, and they were the stories were slightly different, or and yeah. you know, and a little more challenging as Chris because you had two. You, uh, Jill got two extra slots to carry yeah. stuff, and um, Jill had the lockpick, and she had the lockpick, which was also very helpful. Yeah, Chris needed to find ways to get through the doors or open the doors. So all well, those was, the little keys, the little keys. Yeah. I never enjoyed playing as Chris for that reason. I was like, ah, you know what? Jill makes things a lot easier. I like Jill. Yep. Yeah. But uh, all right, cool. Resident. Yeah. I mean, I can see, I can see why the first resident evil would be the one to go back to. Um, because again, there was something about that original one, man. Um, you know, I remember, I remember the jump scares that would get me. Cause oh, I would, God. I would, I would play that in my room with the lights off and I'm like, okay, it's like, it's like a real horror movie, which was really cool. So do you remember when there was one point where you had to go out and fight the plant mm-hmm. um, in like the, the, the botany area? Yep. And there was the giant spiders that you encountered. Yes. There. So it was funny when I first walked into that area, I, I'll, I vividly remember this <laughs> because um, I saw something moving on the, the ceiling and for whatever stupid reason, I'm like, Oh, they, that's kind of cool. They've got ceiling fans. And then it fell on me and I screamed like you couldn't imagine. I remember <laughs> literally like, ah! and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm like, you know, like, like I, I go pick up the control and I'm trying to kill that thing. But I just remember being scared beyond mm-hmm. belief by that thing. That was me with the dog through the window in the beginning oh, of the game. Oh man. Yeah. I literally jumped like I remember because I was sitting on my bed playing it and I literally jumped. Yep. I was like, I was like, holy, I was like, holy hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So Resident Evil is a good one. Uh, I was trying to think of some. Uh, I was trying to think of something that was not Zelda. Um, but uh, I, you know, and it makes me. It also makes me think of like weird games that I go back and replay that are not necessarily good games. <laughs> so, um, like perfect example. Like I'm lo- like. My video game collection is actually right here. My retro game collection. It, I have a nice big, um, you know, shelf unit here that just has all of my games. And I'm staring at my NES games. And what's the one that pops out? Uh, Jaws. Really? For NES, I have beaten that game so many times, and I don't know why. Like it's mm-hmm. one of those. Like, there's something like I know everybody hates that game. Everybody's like, oh, this game. It's not a good game, and everything like that. You know. For me, I don't know why. I just loved going back and playing. First off, it's based off it's based off of the worst Jaws movie, right? It's based off the fourth one, um, in the Bahamas or wherever it was. Um, And yeah, and second off, it's like you're fighting jellyfish and stingrays and the shark, and it's it's very. uh, And from what uh, I remember, it's very repetitive. I was going to say it's very grindy, if I remember. It's very grindy. It's very grindy. but there was something I don't know why there's something about it that I enjoy. I have a I have an uh, affection towards movie based games anyway in general. Like I'm literally looking at my collection, Jaws. Uh, I see Karate Kid in there. Back to the Future, which was a terrible game, but another game I've beaten so many times. You beat it? Oh, uh, so many times. I don't think I ever got past the first level. Yeah, see, I've beaten that game over and over again. Um, there, there's just something about. There, uh, maybe it was on Nintendo, you know, in my childhood and everything like that. Uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, like all of those like movie-based games. Yep. Um, I always go back and replay them because I don't know. I mean, they they remind me of the film franchises in some way, even though majority of them are not very good. Oh, the Karate Kid one I have there too. Yep. Um, but a majority, yeah, I mean, a majority of them, they're not good games. So it's kind of sad 
that when I go back to like say, oh, what NES games do I want to replay? Those are some of the ones that I grab. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say the Nightmare on Elm Street one, I thought was actually really good. Mm-hmm. That was, but that was me. It was also four player, which yes, is cool too. The other thing was, and I was going to say to that is, I know a lot of, it's got, it got a lot of flack back in the day um, and even more recently. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I remember playing it and just kind of having a fun time with it. And like you said, especially you grabbed four people and you sat down and you played it. And it was like yeah. this crazy, fun, just little adventure. Yeah. And there weren't a ton of four player games like that, you know? Yeah. So, and not only that, I mean, granted, when you had four people playing that game, it was, it, there wasn't yeah. enough yeah there was just chaos there wasn't enough room on the screen for four people in that game but it was just it was just a fun thing to do so yeah. um so yeah so some movie-based games that i go back to for sure so going with another part of the conversation that we had before this i'm going to pose something to you on based off of uh what we were talking about okay we were talking about you know the originals versus remakes and you know one of the things and i was thinking about this because um i saw somebody had done this um and obviously I've seen um, and played, you know, the Not Another Metroid 2 remake versus the Samus Returns for the DS. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see a, a remake of the original Zelda done in the 16-bit style? Oh, yeah, I would love to do that. That's kind of like what they did with Link's Awakening on the Switch. Mm-hmm. They kind of gave it that, they gave it that Link to the Past kind of 16-bit look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have no problem with that at all. I think it would actually be fun. I thought you were going to say, would I want to see it in a 3D version like Ocarina of Time, to which my answer would also be yes, because I would be very <laughs> curious to see how to walk, you know, like how to experience that world in a different way, because it would feel like a whole new game. I would. My only thing with that is I would be so afraid that it would be so different mm-hmm. that I don't know if I would enjoy it, like switching it to that 3D. Yeah. You know, like it would be cool in the sense of it's like, here's this, you know, the, like you said, this 3D um, kind of Breath of the Wild type of, of thing and keeping the map exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And there would be that novelty of kind of running around and seeing all of these things. But I wonder if like, would it like, would is my nostalgia for it enough to get me to keep kind of playing it in that 3D world? Or would it be so different that my, you know, I would reject it? Well, I think it depends. It depends on how you um, how you view your how you view games. You know what I mean? Um, like I'm always like, if you want to compare it to like a film franchise, like when they remake a movie, generally I don't really like the fact that they remake so many movies because they're to me they're never they're almost never better than the original, right? Right. But you've as I've recently or not recently but as i've seen in video games like because of the you know tech you know advancements of technology and all that stuff um it's cool to see like what you can what you can do with an old video game today like it's like look look how much more we can do with it look how much nicer we can make it look perfect example i just finished today i just finished the final fantasy 7 remake on ps4 Mm, how long did that take uh, about 42 hours. So yeah, it's, it's a healthy game. And, you know, the game doesn't encompass everything the original did. Now, the original one was four discs or three, three, three or four discs. I think it was three discs. It was three discs and it was about 60 hours of gameplay, right? Wow. Now, the remake only covers pretty much most of what was on disc one. So it's only part of the game and mm-hmm. it was over 40 hours of play. So um, they definitely expand, they expanded on the world a lot. That's why they called it a remake because it's not exactly the same story. Right. Um, But I got to say, like just playing through it, I'm like playing through these characters originally on the PlayStation one where they were literally, you know, polygons, circles and, you know, just polygons and all sharp edges and stuff like that. But now playing them on a PS4 where they look, you know, fully human and all that stuff. But yeah, all rendered out and everything like that stunning absolutely stunning so it's like i would feel that way about legend of zelda the same way where it's like if i got to see that like that i'd be all in no question Mm -hmm. no question no because what's funny is um you know once again you know about another you know of the another metroid 2 remake right the guy who basically made his little love child and and remade it you know going and and playing that 
was kind of interesting. Um, and then playing the the Samus, the Metroid 2 Samus Returns mm -hmm. uh, for the 3DS, you know, for me, what's funny is graphically, obviously, the, the actual Nintendo remake was way more beautiful. But between the two, I always prefer actually the like the one that was more in vain of Super Metroid, where it was more like that 16 bit um, graphics. Mm -hmm. And there was just because there was just some like for me there was just something about it where it just it it really felt like that old style and i think that's one of the things that really kind of attracted me to it rather than you know the the metroid 2 i mean uh the samus returns one mm -hmm. which once again played through it beat it i enjoyed it i just i had more fun with the other one Right. Well, yeah, you know what it is too. I mean, it's also part of um, your, it's nostalgia for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you like that older version because that's what you remember, you know, most fondly. Right. So, and I get that. Um, I totally get that. It's like, cause when people ask me, it's like, okay, what is your favorite Zelda game of all time? It's like, generally I go for the, you know, either, you know, it's either the Nintendo, the super Nintendo or the N64 versions. I don't usually pick out any of the newer ones. Right. Um, although Breath of the Wild to me was like absolutely amazing. I'm like, but what are the ones that I look back on most fondly? The ones from when I was a kid. Right. So yeah, totally get that. Totally, totally get that. Um, but uh, what was I going to do? Oh, I was going to circle back to um, other re other re other games you replay, but you don't know why. Like, are there any games that you play over and over again, even though you haven't beaten them? Like, like we've talked about games that we've beaten. Right. What right. about game? What about games you still enjoy playing, even though you've never beaten it, but you still go back to replay it? So I'm going to kind of cheat on one. Okay. I technically have beaten it, but I haven't beaten it myself. You needed help. So well, so okay, so I, you remember the Shadow of the Colossus? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was very happy. I beat that. So I've never beaten that myself. Beating all sixteen of the Colossi. Okay. So what I did was, um, you know, for, for gaming night uh, back way back when, way back in the day, because I'm talking about the original PS2 version of this game. Um, buddy of mine, what we would do is we would alternate the Colossi. So it's ah. like I had all the odd number ones. He had all the even number ones. And basically we would just go back and forth. <laughs> and technic so technically I never beat it because especially he fought the last Colossi, not yep. me. And I can't tell you how many times I generally get to roughly about the 10th Colossi and then I just never go back and I never, you know, finish it on my own. Like I always, I can get through the first 10, but then I never go and I never uh, finish, you know, the rest of the, I think there was 16 of them. I never finished. There, there are 16. Yeah. But uh, I just, I never played it on the uh, PS2. I bought the PS4 version. Um, absolutely fell in love with it. And I did beat all 16 um and it, yeah i mean they're a bear they really are like you get to certain ones where it's like it's like it feels like it's impossible to figure out what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. um but then what's funny about it is that especially on the ps4 one it's like after you beat them all then you go back and there are time challenges to beat each one but now that you know how to beat them you can beat the time challenges so perfect example like the last colossus in the game took right. me over an hour to beat mm -hmm. and then when i went back the time challenge was to do it in under 10 minutes what yep and i did it in i think nine wow because once you know what you're supposed to do like most of the time is fi literally figuring out what am i supposed to do and then you figure out one thing but then it takes you a while to figure out the second thing you have to do and so on and so forth right. so which is why it takes so long but then once you know all the steps it's like oh yeah i got this yeah um, yeah but um, I highly recommend you go back uh, and finish it, though. Um, but you, but even still, you just go back and replay it, even though you never get any further. Right. Yeah. Which I, is I, cool. I, I can't tell you how many times I've probably beaten those first 10 Colossi. Because then you know how it is. It's like you want to – it's like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm not going to start from 10. Like, I haven't played it in a year and a half. And it's like, I'm not going to start yeah. up with number 10. I want to go back from one and just kind of yep. work my way again. Start at the beginning, work your way through. Yep. Nope, totally get that. No, I, and I, I, there are certain games that uh, there are certain games that uh, you just want to do that with because you enjoy you've enjoyed the ride even though you haven't completed it. Yep. Which, you know? by the way, it's really funny that I keep like I keep going with games that have been remade again. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Uh, we're kind of yeah, we're crossing topics, which is nice. 
Which, by the way, I don't know if if is that does that say something about us or does that say something about the industry? Mm, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, probably. I just don't know what it says about us. Uh, yeah. Are we gluttons for punishment, or I don't know. Give us okay. here's our money. Yeah, I was gonna say um, uh, an example I can give, and I already brought it up earlier was Tomb Raider two. Mm-hmm. I still I still go back. I still play it, even though I haven't beaten it. I don't know why I'm, I keep getting stuck in that specific game, but uh, I will, I, I keep trying. I keep trying. I mean, again, I love, I, I, I love the mechanics of it and all that stuff. I will go back until I eventually beat it, but I will. Yeah. But uh, the Tomb Raider 2 and eventually one day I'll see Tomb Raider 3. Now, do you remember which like area you got stuck on? Uh, no, I don't now. Like, cause the area I got stuck on, I got past, and then I got right. stuck somewhere else. So, well, the one thing I do remember is that two. I remember the 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 level of difficulty in two was like really ramped up from one. Yeah, yeah, but even with that, like normally I normally I can figure those things out. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't figured that one out. Um, but yeah, so uh, to, Tomb Raider two is definitely on that list. Uh, I'm trying to think of other games I've gone back and replayed even though i still haven't beaten them um do you have one you know what's one that i've gone back and i've tried to keep replaying and i just never get very far is knights of the old republic oh interesting yeah any idea why you don't get that far do you just lose interest or do you the interface the interface oh yeah um i hate the like i love the game i love star wars i love the world um, and I really feel like Bioware nailed it with Mass Effect. Okay. And I feel like, but like this was them figuring out how to do Mass Effect. And mm-hmm. with um, Knights of the Old Republic, like I just hated the fact where it's like, all right, go attack this person. And then I sit there and it's like, and I'm watching them like, here, like here's the person. I'm watching them like pew, 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 pew. And I'm like, you're standing right in front of them. Freaking shoot them. You know, and it's like I just get frustrated. I'm oh like, no, but that—that's a typical Star Wars. Like it's like being in the Star Wars movies where stormtroopers can't aim for anything. So, but I'm not a stormtrooper. Yeah, but you're still in—you're still in that world, so you shouldn't be able to hit anything by Fair. their rules, right? Yep. But no, I would say I'd probably like that's a game I really like. I've only ever heard such good things about that game, mm-hmm. and I really, really want to get through it. I just. I, I every time I go in, I, I I just get frustrated with the the you know the the layout of it, and I'm like, nope, done, boom. Yeah, the the Star Wars one I haven't gotten through that I've gone back and played several times was um, Shadow of the Empire on N64. I own. I think I only ever played the Hoth levels. Okay, I don't remember what I. I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember what I played on them, but I just remember going trying to get through that several times and not doing it but i just remember how fun of a game it was mm-hmm. it was just super fun i never uh, had an n64 so for uh, me i was always like yeah there were a few games on n64 that i did that with that was one i remember there was a mission impossible game that i tried that i would play over and over again and i never i would always get stuck in the same part or lose at the same part mm-hmm. um but yeah and to be honest with you that I, I don't think that was that great of a game but for some reason i loved going back to it who knows you know, one thing I will tell you, man, I, I always loved on uh, and like I never had the N64 and I never really played um, any of the games like single player or what have you. Mm-hmm. But there were just so many great multiplayer games on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was made for four players. I mean, yeah. that system was I mean, you know, so, and we could we could we could go in. Yeah, we could go into replayability with like sports games and card games, stuff like that. I just thought we would skip those because those are obvious. Right. I was thinking more along the lines of like the in the single player world. What are the ones yeah. you replay? Um, but to your point, yeah, N64 was really all about multiplayer. It really was. Uh, Although, you know, it was one that my friends and I used to love to play. Um, I think it was done by Rare as well, was um, Jet Force Gemini. Oh, that was a good game. Yeah. We, I, like, we had so much fun just slaughtering each other in that game. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, it, it, who else, you know, who else would you kill besides your friends in a video game? I mean, exactly. It's just all part of the fun. Yep. You know, but um, yeah, just so many, uh, there are so many, like, I know I'm not thinking of all of the ones, like a lot of music based games. I go back and play a lot because I'm, I don't know what it is. There's something appealing or catchy to music based games for me. So like space channel five on Sega dreamcast. I oh think- my God. 
I've beaten that game so many times. Chew, chew, chew. Chew, chew, chew. I've never played the second one, but I have it. Um, I ordered a copy from Limited Run Games. They're doing like a special anniversary uh, Space mm-hmm. Channel 5, so I should be getting that one day. Um, but uh, yeah, Space Channel 5 was one. There was a game on PlayStation called Bust a Groove that I would play over and over again. Oh, I remember Bust a Groove. Mm-hmm. My sister loved that game too, so we would play it all the time. Um, and again, no, no big story modes or anything like that. Just like, you know, dan- it's like a dance off. That's all that it right. is. But uh, it was fun. You know, going back, um, it, this really was more, this game, this was a game that really didn't have a story mode or anything, but, you know, it had a pyramid in it and you, you know, like you had you know, to, to beat all the way up to the top. Crazy Taxi 2. Oh. Pyramid mode where like you had challenges that you had to beat all the way up. Oh, I didn't know that. And on the Dreamcast, and I remember, like, I never was able to beat that first, that one single one at the top of the pyramid. And I've tried so many times trying to do it and just never, ever was able to do that challenge. I think it was something like you had to drop off like 50 passengers in like 10 minutes or something like that. Oh, wow. It was like, it was something ridiculous. I, I don't remember what it was now, but I just remember like trying endlessly to to do that and just failing epically yeah uh, crazy taxi was actually one of the dream uh, dreamcast games i never wound up buying really i know and it's like one of the most popular games on that console mm-hmm. uh, sonic adventure though on dreamcast i've played that a few times uh, i think i've only beaten it once but i've i've gone back to play it just because never beaten it oh my god it's such a good game when you get to the end i mean really is but um it's just fun. Just mm-hmm. overall fun. Oh, I just thought of a good one. We haven't really, uh, um, and maybe we'll, we'll wrap up with uh, this, uh, this topic or, or genre. Uh, Comic-based video games that you've gone back and replayed. Now, I know for a fact, Ooh. Super Nintendo, Adventures of Batman and Robin, based off of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I've played that game so many times and only beaten it once. I actually did a live stream of actually beating it. Because I would always get stuck on the Riddler's maze. Like I would, I would solve the, I would solve it, but then I would always die fighting whatever the boss was on that one. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or if I did get past it, I would die very quickly after that. But I remember, I, I can go back and play that game any day of the week. Love that game. I'm gonna go with um, one that you and I played uh, a couple of years ago together, and uh, beat it. I only beat it for the first time when we did it that time. X-Men on the Genesis. The first one. Yeah. Yes. That, that one was hard. It really yeah. was. There was a, yeah, I remember it took me a very long time to beat that game. That was an insane game. And that whole reset the computer was you actually had to press reset was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I remember the first time I got to that when I was, you know, when I had the game when it first came out. And I didn't know what to do with it. So I, w- I just left the game on until I could find out how to do something with it. And then it like, you know, froze or shut off or something. And I'm like, oh, I was like, that's great. Um, and, but never, never in my mind did I think press the reset button. Yeah. Never, never, never even thought. And, and what I, I mean, granted, a little annoying, but kind of brilliant when you think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, who would have thought like I got to reset, like hit the reset button to actually get to the next level of a game. For me, I, I, I remember just endlessly getting to that point and just like going and tr- like jumping around. I think I was always Gambit for whatever reason when I got to that point. And because um, it was in Mojo's world. And yep. I remember like just jumping around. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, why can I not figure this out? And then eventually one day, like I remember sitting there because you had like the time limit just kind of like going down. And I was mm-hmm. just like, the only thing I could think of is I've never hit the reset button. And I'm like, well, I'm about to die anyway, so reset. And then all of a sudden, I like I saw the binary code go across, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And then all of a sudden, it reboots, and next thing you know, the game continues, and you're like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah, you know, like, and you're like, "There's no way this is what this is." And that's exactly what it was. Yep. And I gotta say, it was. Re- I-, I thought it was uh, again, looking back on it now, really smart. Back when I would, when I didn't know what to do, really annoying um pre-internet days exactly um but yeah like i mean comic book games i've gone back to so many times maximum carnage on super nintendo i've played so many times i never uh, liked it really yeah 
Wow. I did not like it. It was just a side scrolling beat em up. I mean, there was nothing to it. I don't know. I just, you know, there was something about it that I just could never, ever get into. Oh, wow. I assume that would be the same for separation anxiety, which was basically the same thing. Yep. All right. Um, Going back to the Genesis, uh, I loved the original Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I have that in my collection. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Although, ironically, I was never, ever able to save Mary Jane. Uh, Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I definitely never beat that. Um, I've definitely never beaten that. Um, and back then, in the day, but yeah. I, I could beat the kingpin no problem. Mm-hmm. I could never find because you had to find the keys to save Mary Jane, and I could never find where the keys were. Ah, oh, it sucks. Have you ever gone back? And you've never gone back to try? I mean, I went back um, probably a couple of years ago and tried. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, that's one of those like that's a game that my 16 year old or 15 year old self had the dexterity in my fingers to play that game. Yep. That's gone now at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. To- yeah. That- oh yeah. That's the other thing as you get older, right? It's like, I can't do these things anymore. No. Um, Spider-Man and the X-Men was one I used to, I used to rent from the video store all the time until I bought it. Um, I was never able to beat it though. I would beat the first level as Spider-Man. Yep. And then maybe, and then after that, like everybody had an individual level. Um, I remember getting through Wolverine's board and that's it. I always, I always died as Storm. She, she would drown every time I played. Um, always died as Cyclops. And I think that, who was the other? Was it Nightcrawler, the fourth one? I forgot who the fourth one was. Because there were four I X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah, never got through his either. The only one I ever got through was Wolverine's board. Now, that and was that, Nintendo, right? That was, I, I was on Super Nintendo and Genesis, I believe. It was Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Super Nintendo. No, Nintendo had that god-awful X-Men game. Uncanny yes. X-Men? Yes. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, no, no. This was um, Spider-Man and, and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge. You get sent to Murder World. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, murder like uh, that was one of my favorite uh, storylines in the Spider-Man comics when I was a kid. Uh, there was something about like, hey, look, an amusement park that kills you. I just enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, there are like, a, yeah, there, and there are so many, you know, there are so many like more current ones, like X-Men Legends is worth going back and replaying. Super the fun. Original Spider-Man on the Dreamcast slash PlayStation One. Oh God, that game's fantastic. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. loved all the different costumes and how they gave you the different powers. Like I remember um, when you unlocked the the symbiote's costume. Like the big thing behind mm-hmm. that was you had unlimited webbing. Yes, which was like insane at that point. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, because the like the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game on PS4 and everything like that. A lot of what they took. That that ha- that you get in there, like they've taken from that original one on PlayStation. Yeah, I remember that. That was like one of the most loaded up games I remember back then. It's like, oh my god, I've never like I can unlock so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But um, yeah, so just so clearly, we love to go back and replay stuff versus playing new things. I guess. Yeah. Um, although, although I'd say probably for me now, it's more, uh, it's more of a 60-40. I do like to play new stuff more now. Or when I say new stuff, I mean games I've never played. Yep. Um, but uh, still, it's always cool to go back and um, it's always cool to just go back and replay some stuff. And there's like a comfort level. You know, there's a comfort thing to it where it's like, you know, it's just like curling up under a blanket on a, on a cold day and it just makes you feel nice and warm inside. It's like, ah. Oh. Well, going with um, going with something that I, I was talking to you, Jack, and one of my other friends, John, about. I'm like, what year is it that I'm that I'm that we're in right now? Because um, the three games that I've currently been playing mm-hmm. is I'm playing the new God of War. Yeah. Which, by the way, is phenomenal and is amazing. Um, I mean, granted, it's old now at this point, but I'm playing it for the first time finally. Uh, but the two other games, Tony Hawk One and Two. Yep. And Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. Yeah, see, I mean, there's not there's nothing wrong with going backwards. No. Nothing wrong. I mean, I'm playing Tony Hawk uh, One and Two, the new one, like on PS4. I just finished the Final Fantasy VII remake, um, and then uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I finished Miles Morales on PS5, but outside of that, it's like I'm looking at older stuff. Like recently, like I beat Dragon's Lair for the first time. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Because I have it on PS4, Dragon's Lair, and um, I started Dragon's Lair too, but I didn't finish it, so I got to go back and do that one. But yeah, I mean, like, 
that's the whole point. It's like, just because, uh, just because you like to go back to old games doesn't mean they aren't any less enjoyable than current ones. If anything, for us, they're more enjoyable because of the nostalgia factor. By the way, another really long game that I've replayed and beat not as many times. I probably have done this about four or five times. The first Dragon Warrior. You know, I've never played Dragon Warrior. Really? No. Uh, I can tell you that I own two copies of it, though. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have two copies of it. I'm looking right at them, but I've never played it. I really enjoyed that one. I mean, that was a grind fest. I mean, you had to sit there and grind to level up. Mm-hmm. But man, there was that was one, and I still remember when you fought the Dragon Lord at the end. Who I was scared shitless, like trying to get through that. It was that was scary. Yeah, especially when you do all that work, like when you do all that work and get there, and it's like, oh crap! If I don't beat it, I'm screwed. Yep. Yep. Totally get that. But um, but yeah, so I mean, this was a I I love taking these trips down memory lane with our topics. I really do. Um, and uh, I don't know, like for anybody who watches or listens, it's like, you know, let us know. It's like, what are some of the games that um, what are some of the games that you go back and replay, whether you've beaten them or not? And why do you go back and play them? You know, obviously, because you enjoy them. But is there some type of attachment you have to that specific one that you go back and replay? You know, I was very I, I have to commend you, Rich, that. Uh, I'll commend both of us actually that neither of us talked about uh, Super Mario, yeah, um, because that would be the obvious answer. So, um, but uh, what three? Of course. three, of course, of well, course. Two is always fun. Like I know two gets a bad rap. Yeah, but two, is, yeah, it was fun in its own right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, so yeah, just let us know. We'd love to hear uh, hear from you guys and. Um, uh i think that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week's episode rich so um i just want to say thank you so much for joining me and filling in for larry um always always happy to have you on the show um and always happy to game with you as well there you go yeah which by the way we gotta get a a tony hawk 2 thing going uh oh yes we do um prepare to be well no i'll prepare to be destroyed i haven't been playing much so um but then for those of you guys who listen or watch you can uh, catch the retro gamers podcast Anywhere you listen to podcasts, if you want to watch us, you can watch us on YouTube and Instagram TV. Uh, if you want to hit us up, you can hit us up on theretrogamers.com, facebook.com slash retrogamerspodcast, on Twitter at retrogamerspod, or on Instagram at retrogamerspodcast. So one more time, Rich, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I'm sure, yep, and I'm sure we'll talk gaming soon. Uh, if next Thursday, actually, we probably yeah. will. Uh, and that will, and for everybody else, we will catch you right here next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast. Mm-hmm.